This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, uh, good evening. So um, the next, we're holding here in Peik Yudches and Chedek Beis. The next, we have a few more prakim where he deals with this issue and then he segues into um, sort of Yiddish Ashkafa in terms of um, how, how will, will the world come to an end? Um, Chazal, Malachim, Nevoah. Then he's, he then he progresses to the pure, to, to his Shittas Ashkafas, Nefirinyanim, but there's a few more prakim on this. So he basically spoke about Aristotle's proofs of Kadmus Olam. He, um, he explained that the central problem with Aristotle's proofs are that he extrapolates from an existing setup to um, things and outside. And now in Perikut Ches, he is going to explain about um, specific, he's going to address specific points. And he brings, I think, three um, three different points that uh, Aristotle made as proofs and and uh, and his pircha. Haderach harisha she yiskeru she ischayav lo neboi kimachshavosam sheloikai yotzim akorchal apol kishia apol es achas v'lo yufal es acheres. So he said, well, I mean, if we say that the world that God is eternal, and the world is eternal means that it was a um, ability to create. There was some sort of um, latent ability that came out later, because it's it works on an axiom that whatever happens at any given time must have been in potential before and became realized afterwards. So if the world came into being. Uh, X amount of years after Kaddish Baruch was around, there must have been Bekoach that came into Bepoel, and that um, it, it, that implies something we can't believe. That's what they hold. It's very clear why it's wrong. This cloud of potential and, and real, realized things is true in Chaimer and Surah together. So he explains this concept of something being in potential coming out. The way we understand makes sense when you have physical items that consist of Chaimer and Surah. For instance, I have wood over here. I take the wood and I give it the tzur of a table. So the table was, was potential in the wood. I take the table and I burn it. So the, the firewood was potential in that table. The reason why you have this setup where we describe potential is because you have matter upon which form um, is hal. And that's where you get this concept. Potential means it will allow for different surahs to be hal. 
And that's why you have the Chaima does not have the table in it. It needs an agent to bring it out. So this is very true about anything physical. Physical things are things. They need an acting agent to change it. In other words, it's misleading this word. Um, anything which doesn't have chaymer does not have the concept of potential. That concept doesn't make sense. It doesn't, doesn't apply to it. It's always there before. And it, there's nothing that stops it at any time from doing or not doing. So, so, so it, it, it doing something at any particular time um, is, not, is not something that has any shaykhis to itzim and akohalapol. For Rayalze, he said, I'll prove it to you using a term that the philosophers themselves um, were used, and that is Sechlapol. Whereas a Sechlapol, Adas Aristova Nimshachim Achrav. Now, Sechlapol is, you know, it's like everyone everyone has an Achilles heel. So the the um, the philosophers um, posited a pure abstract world of Sechel, um, a, a world where Three sides of a triangle are always, you know, three angles of a triangle, 180 degrees. Um, no two things occupy the same space at the same time. All of these clolum and these conceptual things occupy a certain, I don't know what to call it, a certain strata of reality. The problem is always, that's wonderful. How do we get that to act on the on 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 the Betzias. so they invented it a seichel hapoal. Uh, somebody many years ago, I was sitting on I was sitting uh, on a plane with an elderly gentleman, and he, he was a nice person. He was some sort of you know, they are safer. He had been in some sort of rabbinus all his life, and he sat down and explained to me why um, how to why the rabbinim are inept at solving the aguna problem. And his basic point was they should have a phenomenal convention of many rabbanim and a whole list of things to discuss and talk about. I listened patiently. And then I asked him at the end, so how do we get everybody else to listen to them? Your, your ideas are wonderful. <laughs> it's not the idea. The problem is how does it apply? So his answers for that, even by his standards, were quite short. So the philosophers needed a sechel apol. They needed um, a, a, a juncture. What takes the concept and applies it? So when I make a triangle in my, on my humble piece of paper, I draw a triangle, where's the malach that comes down and makes it 180 degrees? So they call it the sechel apol, the active intellect. The intellect that, that on one hand, it represents pure intellectual emis. On the other hand, it applies itself to the world. And, and, and basically, in the Seychel Apollo, they, they shove all the paradoxes. So he said, well, that's how you describe Seychel 
So this this seichel sits in its corner until I draw the triangle, and that's when it pounces on my core triangle and makes it 180 degrees, whether I like it or not. So so the the the, the seichel says does not always work. It works only when it applies itself. Um, and yet he would 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 hardly deny that the sechel pol is mishtane. You won't say that it's a new action. You simply cannot use the concepts and terminology that are true about physical beings and apply it to non-physical beings. So they call it an act. It is the Seichel Apol that creates, that impresses the, 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 the conceptual guidelines onto the Metzius. So he calls it a Pula, but he says it's a Pula Beshit of Hashem. I'm like Al-Farabi in Avanetzal uses himself the terminology that it's just a similar word. It's it's not a real description of Pula. None of the other column about Pula apply to it. And that's why since the word act is not the right word to describe it, all of the other axioms about actions being don't apply. So Rama says, maybe you think that I'm pulling a fast one. Maybe I'm sort of pulling a fast one. I'm um, maybe you'll tell me, no, the Seichel Apoel, the point is, the Seichel Apoel is always working. But unless there's, there's lines being made at the triangle, it's not hal on anything. It's like, imagine that there's a, a, a blender constantly in motion. It will only whip things when you put things into whip. So, so it's not a chisarin as if the blender stops and starts. Maybe by Seichel Apoel, it's because he's missing materials. Which is something you can't say back, you cannot say back, Kashbahu. You can say it on Sechla Paul, but not Kashbahu. And the reason why triangles are not constantly being formed is because there's no material. I'm not trying to describe reasons why Akash Baruch Hu did things at certain times, certain times not. I'm not saying it's the same exact reason for both of them. You're right. If I was, if I was saying that, if, if my analogy was that the same reasons the Sechel HaPol is not working, it, it, this doesn't work, then, then you'd be right 100%. Um, what we do try to say is we're trying to compare things that are different they're not 
that there are reasons, there are other reasons why it doesn't happen. It doesn't have to do with Korach and Paul. Um, so this whole Torah of Korach and Paul that the Korach existed inside before and it needed an outside agent to, to, to bring it in, all of that is, you see, you, you can find a Metzias without that. You don't need to apply it. And therefore, um, I'm, that's my muscle. My muscle is simply that, that you do not need to apply this Torah. The reason that it applies to Seher uh, Paul does not apply to be here. So this takes care of the problem of potential and non-potential. Um, th- that's one. The second reason um, uh, for believing in Kadmus Olam um, so this is going to be a second reason that they said, and they said the um, if something, let's take a person. If I was sitting quietly at my desk and then I pick myself up and go over to get a glass of water, the, it, the reason for it is because some new need arose. I became thirsty. I was bored sitting at the desk. I, I think there's too much water in the sink. There has to be some t- reason, some time, which means that some need came about because or else the question is, why didn't Akash Baruch do it before? So I didn't get a glass of water before because I wasn't thirsty before. So whenever we do things because of external causes, any entity that has external causes, those causes, um, are, the person's actions will be determined by need. Marshall. So I could want to have a house, but I'm not building it because I'm missing stuff. There's no wood. Or I can't get it in place. I don't have hammer or whatever. Um, on the other hand, I can have all my materials ready, but I don't need... Um, a house now. I have a, a big enough house. I don't need another house. But let's it becomes very hot or cold, I need a house. I, uh, I want to build a house. So so we've, we've described So um, whenever something depends on a will, and the will is not constant. We say either something causes the will or something stops the will. And the, the cause, the housing need or the water, like we described, 
is, is what causes me to, to look for a house of water and the not having the tools is what prevents it. Um, so you're right. When when my when my rutzen is the product of something outside, so for instance, my rutzen to drink water is because of the thirst. My rutzen for house is because of the heat, because of the cold. So if the rutzen is a product of some outside stimulus, that's going to be true about the causes. So let's give a muscle, a very bad muscle, but I think it'll bring the point home. Um, a rational person, anytime he does a new action, I look for the stimulus. And if the stimulus should have been there before, I was thirsty before, I ask myself, why didn't I pick myself up and get water before? What was stopping me? That's, let's say a person acts upon whim. This person is unpredictable. So we say that he now felt like it or he didn't feel like it. Now, we certainly can't apply that because people who act on mood or whim are considered to be, um, you know, a crazy, defective people. But just to understand what he means, there's a difference between a rutzen that's fed by something outside or a rutzen that's inside. The truth is, a good psychologist will at least purport to, to, to express why is it that this person had a sudden mood? In other words, he, he, it's because he got upset with so-and-so, he saw this, that, the other thing. In other words, if, by human beings, it, it, it's, it's a limited muscle, but at least just a muscle to understand what he's driving at. So you'll tell me. Okay. The fact that his will changed, is that not a change in HaKadosh Baruch that's part of the rutzen itself. Um, you have time to wait or you want to go back? Are you sure? You get that of here? Okay. I'm sorry. It's uh, um, um, so again, what it does is basically leads us back to the idea, I'm defining it as an inner rotsen. I'm saying that the, the mechanism of that rotsen is sometimes yes, sometimes not. And there's nothing else that I can understand about why. So. It's it's we're not going to get a clear answer, but but a certain understanding how to approach you know what we're supposed to see here. So when we speak of rotsin for us and for Akashbahu, we use the same word. But the but our mechanism of rotsin Akashbahu is very different. 
הנה כבר הוטו גם ככוש הזויס, ויספור שיש חייב לנו מהדרך הזה שקר, וזהו יש לו לסיים כמו שידעת. So the second מהלך also he feels is non-applicable, and therefore it's irrelevant in, in making a statement about a Kaddish Baruch who's, um, you know, limitation, if we're imposing limitations by saying there was new creation. In other words, um, the, the reason why they believe the world is Kadmon is because the understanding of a perfect God did not allow for a Bria sometime later down the pike. And, and he's explaining that that's poor, the logic is not right because these are all logics from the experience of a physical world. Finally, so they use the following train of thought. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is eternal. His wisdom is as eternal as he is. His wisdom declared that it's nice to have people running around the world. So the wisdom must have been around uh, an infinite amount of years ago, declaring the same thing. So should not the world have come from that point? He feels this is a weak argument. He says, we see that the, the infinite is not the right number for um, Akadosh Baruch Hu's, um, what Akadosh Baruch Hu feels is right. In other words, we have nine planet spheres as they had Things are very, very, we have definite quantifiable entities in the Bria. So that means nine spheres, the seven the planets and the sun and, 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 and so on, and the moon are what's appropriate. So 5,700 years is appropriate. In, in other words, once I see that what Chachma is Galgalam Tisha Esopachos, and there's a certain amount of stars as they are. Um, so you see that infinite is not what was created. So the time frame that we have is also like that. So, so the same Chachma that declared how many different species there in the world and how many different stars and so on declared how many years the world should exist. So Akash Baruch's Chachma declared that. We don't get that Chachma. So um, Akash Baruch and his Chachma is the same and therefore the same um, when we speak of things that make sense to us, we're not talking about Kashbaz Chachma. Chachma is not an independent entity. It's as divine as a Kashbaruchu, and, and it's as inaccessible to us as a Kashbaruchu is. Um, so he said before, um, he spoke about that titles that we can't use titles to define or describe Baruch Hu, and therefore Chachma, which is our, which is a, um, a phenomenon that's, that we're familiar with, to impose that on Baruch Hu is wrong. 
So we use it, but not as not as a defining factor. But Omnam, he says. Then he makes he mentions one more thing. Mashezchora aristoi, mashe mashe mehiskim or umois bimekedem mishchayna malochim b'shemayim eselkai b'shemayim. Aristotle says that everyone believes that God and the angels all live in Shemayim. And it sounds like that way in the Pesukim also. So it sounds like the Shemayim was there first. And then Akadosh Baruch took up residence, Malachim took up residence, and so on. So, so in the description and in what's considered to be universal understanding is Shemayim is first, and all these entities came there. It's 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 not at all uh, what he means. It is um, certainly, in other words, um, he doesn't. Um, he, 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 I don't know what he says about all the nations, but the Torah there's no riot from it. In other words, the word Shemayim doesn't mean a place where these reside in. The term Shemayim is a general term implying non-physical entities. And, and when people saw Shemayim, which is something we can see but we can't touch, and in those days, people believed it's made of a very different type of material and so on. Then therefore, so, so when we say that, that, that Alakim is Bashamayim and Malachim Bashamayim, Bashamayim means they are of a different order. It, it's not a place where they reside, but it's a category of beings. The Acha Shabiatah may have shores than a Seinu Vishayna Nimnas, Moshe Yachshayv, Misha Aimeb Bikadmus. So now um, I've shown you that that Akadosh um, Baruch Hu being a Bari Olam is possible. It doesn't violate at all. So these are the three strongest proofs that they brought. And we've shown you that those proofs are not in any sense uh, absolute, binding in any sense of the word. So now what I'm going to try to show is, um, I'm going to try to show in the next prokim, I'm going to try to show why I do believe what I do believe. And, and uh, I'm going to um, explain to you uh, why what they believe is wrong. So his, his basic premise is it's not possible logically to prove it. Um, A, the proofs that Aristotle brought are non-proofs. And therefore, the evidence, I would say, that he's going to bring towards Abriya, Nakash Baruch Bar Olam, is, you know, um, outweighs the other ones. And, and, uh, and that's why we believe what we believe. Okay, I hope next week already, uh, I'm not going to, we'll, we'll, it'll be in a normal setting. Okay. Let's say the good Shabbos. Take care.